here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's, What's going, going on, on Badger, Badger Nation? Nation? <laughs> yes, you got it. Um, welcome, Badger Nation, to another episode of the PPC Den podcast, your home for all things Amazon tips, tricks, and PPC strategy. Today, I am very blessed to be joined by Destiny from Better AMS, calling in all the way from Arkansas. Uh, Destiny, how are you doing today? I am doing incredible. Very excited to be here. Yes, and your audio sounds so crisp and good. What's your secret? Ah, if anyone has issues, Michael knows what's going on. He gave me the immediate feedback and 50% ROI immediately. Big win. Um, so I hope our voices aren't too soothing uh, that it puts you in a too relaxed of a state that you fall asleep. Because today we're going to be talking about a very important topic. And it's funny because we talked about this topic on the show about a year ago. Thank you so much for coming back. We love having you. Um, I know our audience does too. But we talked about this a year ago. And when we were going back and forth about what should we be talking about today, I was like, hey, have your thoughts changed on total ACOS? And you're like, mm-hmm. And this is the, the inception point for this episode. So I don't know if you remember, but a year ago, we both kind of agreed that if you're tracking total A costs like too granularly on a per product basis, you're like missing the point. And for so many reasons, it was imperfect to track. You couldn't track it. Like how do you track sponsored brands, total A costs? It wasn't perfect. And we were both kind of in agreement about it. However, our thoughts have evolved a little bit and we thought it was worth it updating the show. So, so why did this topic sort of call out to you today? One, I believe that there's been a huge change in the industry <laughs> and we've all seen it. A lot of us have been in the space for a long time, but at the end of the day, things are getting so much more competitive. And in order to justify spending more money on the platform, when you're getting less return, you have to have more data. And I think that's fundamentally where we started transitioning into our thoughts around TACOS, but that's, that's the core of it. I have a few other ideas, but I'll let you go. Yeah. So, so I just feel like in the last few months, uh, probably six months, I've started to really rethink what reporting we do for our clients, what reporting uh, when I'm coaching people who are working with others uh, and they're asking me like, hey, what kind of, how should I be interacting with my Amazon PPC person? What I used to tell them has evolved too. Uh, and these days I am absolutely advocating for, you know, total a cost reporting, uh, and I'll talk about how 
uh, I like to do it and how we do it over here. And I bet you I'm curious to hear how you guys do it over there at Better AMS too. But I think it's it's evolved and it's become really good. And it's, a, it's actually like feels really good to do this kind of reporting. Uh, and it feels really good to have an idea and then have new information come in and evolve and grow from it. So I'm like super stoked that we both came to this conclusion independently of one another that it's like, Hey, maybe it's time that we that we change up the way that reporting gets done. And, uh, there's been some benefits to it. So go into that, like go into a little bit about how that changed for you. Like, cause you know, when you first were doing Amazon PPC management, I take it you were not doing total a cost reporting. Neither were we. Yeah. Um, so I take it you weren't so, and now you are, uh, so yeah, so what has sort of evolved? I think the organic side of the industry has became a much bigger discussion. We've seen a change in terms of service. So rank manipulation is out the window. That means getting ranked on page one is so much harder than it used to be because if you look at any main keyword, you're seeing really historical legacy products on page one. It's very high mm -hmm. review counts, which makes it hard to compete because you can't go out and get thousands of reviews within 48 hours like you used to. You can't do giveaways that are going to put you up on page one really quickly. So when organic is a lot harder to accomplish, TACOS becomes all the more important because TACOS is your advertising sales divided by your total sales. So what we started seeing with COVID and cost per clicks and supply chain issues is our brands would have their products go out of stock. And then they'd go back in stock and it'd be like, well, we're just not seeing the same number that we used to be. Like, why is, why are my sales down? Why are my sales down? And we would have to be like, well, what are you doing to rank? Well, we're not doing much. And then we'd be having to have the conversation around spending more money on ads to justify that. And the real amazing metric and best KPI to see is when you spend an additional thousand dollars on ads, your organic sales increase. So it's not necessarily that short of a correlation, but when we were looking at TACOS, that's what really painted the full picture for us. We need to see that we're spending more money on ads and our organic sales are increasing. So that's why we started breaking it down on a much more specific level. For sure. You know, it's, it's this concept of like the evolving role of digital marketing in general, and also the evolving role of Amazon marketing, the evolving role of like PPC management on Amazon. And you know, a couple of weeks back, I was talking about how, you know, to, uh, total a cost, your ad cost over your total sales, isn't necessarily a PPC metric, which is why I assume, you know, a lot of PPCers didn't report on it years and years ago. And it's not totally an organic metric either. And it's this, this kind of thing that is influenced by both. So spot on totally resonate with you uh, on all of that. So let's talk about like systems. Uh, Cause I, you know, love, giving like tactical things that people can go out there and implement uh on a regular basis so in terms of like reporting i'd love to hear about your you know now that we've sort of established some of that thought process on why it's become more front and center for ppcers to to talk about and report to with their clients like what is that system like what does that feedback loop look like like if somebody comes to you completely fresh uh, and they're like, hey, better AMS, I'd love it if you guys took a look at my campaigns. Like, should we work together? Can you help me? What are some things that you've noticed about their total ACoS? And like, do you work that into the conversation? Uh, and how does that play out over the coming weeks and months? So TACOS is truly probably one of the top five most important metrics I look at when I'm auditing a brand. 
And mm -hmm. the reason being is if someone comes to me with a TACOS that's higher than usually like 12 to 15%, that is an indicator that something is probably not running well within the overall brand. It's usually one, they're being over leveraged in ads. So they have a really poor PPC manager that's just hemorrhaging spend in areas that shouldn't be. Or what I've been seeing more often, it means that their organic ranking has slipped over time. So they're not sending the appropriate traffic to their listing, which means they're having to rely on advertising and they're just kind of in the cycle of being over leveraged. Um, on the flip side, if I audit a brand and see their TACOS is less than 5%, I'm like, this is an account I probably want because you have a lot of money being left on the table because they're not using ads, which means they're organically in a very, very strong spot. So they probably have an amazing brand. So that's kind of the first thing that we usually look at. You know, one, like this is almost like a side question, but like that, you know, pr prospect that came to you that was like, hey, can you take a look at my account? And you're like, whoa, you've got a 15, 20% total ACoS. What do you think that campaign manager is doing wrong? Like, what would be your guess that they're like, what is their biggest mistake that they're making? Because maybe that person's like listening to the show to try to get better. So like if somebody is way up there, like what do you think is the biggest problem in their PPC? One of the first places I'll go is uh, brand metrics within advertising console. And I will open up the subcategory of the main volume products. And I will see how we're converting relative to our category average and our best sellers. Mm -hmm. The reason I want to look at brand metrics conversion rate is because it's giving me organic and advertising combined. So I'm mm -hmm. going to look at there. And if I see I'm converting really well within my industry average, then I'm probably going to assume that again, PPC is over leveraged, which usually comes from poor bid optimization. They have very, very high bids on things they're not converting well on. And then just way too much going on. They're just spending money anywhere and everywhere without a lot of strategy behind it. Now, if I go in and I see that in brand metrics, our conversion rate is much worse than everyone else. It's usually an indicator that they're not able to get ranked because they're converting so poorly. So that means that the majority of their sales are going to have to come from ads because they're not on the top of page one. So if that's the case, then it's a brand issue of let's fix your conversion rate and then drive more money to your listings. So that way you can take advantage of that volume. Some really good things there. So let me try to just confirm and break that down because there was so much value there. If somebody does have like a totally out of control, total a cost, like it's way up there in 20%. I'd love the fact that you're going to brand metrics first to get a holistic view of how the company is doing relative to the industry. Like what is their conversion rate relative to the industry, which could be so revealing. And already like you could start to see like more and more dots get connect connected here. As you start digging in, you start to like the evolving role of like a PPC or it's like years ago, like three, five years ago, like conversion rate didn't wasn't front and center so much because it doesn't really matter if you're getting clicks for like 15 cents, you can get away with a pretty below average conversion rate. I remember like being in uh, college, like Googling something and like, I remember I was searching something for school, but it was, and then I saw an ad for like <laughs> win a free iPhone, like advertised on Google. And I just remember, and like it did, wasn't until years later when I got into like the world of PPC, uh, like right after college where I was like, wait a second, like on Google, people are just like running ads for like 
win a free iPhone. And it doesn't even matter what percentage of people fill it out because the clicks are so crazy cheap. Like you could like, you can like be bidding on like baseball scores and then just hit somebody with a win a free iPhone ad like years and years ago because the clicks were just so cheap. And like in a short term, like Amazon, a short time, Amazon went from like, hey, our clicks are so cheap, conversion rate, you can kind of get away with a below yep. average one to, oh, clicks are way more expensive now. Like you're going to get punished if you have a bad conversion rate. Yeah, 100%. You're going to spend a lot of money that doesn't convert. I mean, the amount of volume that's on Amazon is absolutely insane right now. So even in niche categories, you're probably going to get quite a few clicks. And if you're not converting on those clicks, then you're just spending money for no reason. Yeah. You know, I've heard there's a, this is an old school PPC saying, it's like the goal of PPC isn't to spend the least, it's to be able to spend the most profitably. Um, meaning if you can like, just, if you could just go into your account tomorrow and turn every bid to $100 and you know, you had an absurd conversion rate, like you would be annihilating your competition. Like that's a very extreme example, but a lot of times whenever we feel a pinch of like rising CPCs and like need to make decisions about scaling things back, like dramatically, this is generally indicative of a conversion rate issue. A really good point you have is when or what it looks like to scale things back because that's kind mm -hmm. of the knee jerk reaction. I feel like I've seen the most in the industry because out of stock supply chain, all of that has affected organic ranking. Terms of service changes have affected our ability to get organically ranked. Having more historical products that got in on Amazon five years ago are making it a lot harder to get in the top four. Yep. So when brands are saying, oh, my TACUS is way too high, they're cutting back on ads. And what's happening is advertising was the number one traffic source they had. So even though they're making more money in that short period of time, because their TCOS has decreased, when you cut the majority of your volume that's being driven, what's, gonna, what's the algorithm gonna say? Mm -hmm. Oh, not very many people are coming on this listing. I don't have a lot of conversion data. Your total sales are gonna decline, which is what makes this such a double-edged sword and a very hard conversation to have of, Yes, you may have to continue running a higher TACOS because cutting back on ads probably isn't the best solution unless you have a very, very strong way to drive additional traffic that's not coming from Amazon advertising. Mm -hmm. And um, and as we like think about that process, you had a really interesting point in our uh, planning for this episode. You said something like great PPC can sometimes like mask or an organic problem. But something like when your PPC is really good, it's really dialed in, you have a really efficient ACoS. Um, but that doesn't mean your organic is good. Yeah. Like if you, and then, and then a, a little, you know, increase in CPCs yeah. come and all of a sudden total ACoS goes up and then the hammer might come down on PPC as if like, hey, PPC, what are you doing? My total ACoS is up. But really the good PPC has been masking poor organic sales for, sometime, which I think is a really interesting concept. Um, t talk more about that. Like, has that happened? Like what, how, how have clients like navigated through that scenario? And, and also did I get the scenario right? Like, did I, did I get that right? You did. So I think one of the reasons we, that conversation came up is we were talking about what we do when we see a high TACOS. And I had mentioned that, you know, we usually run efficiently. We both understand bid optimization really well. We're usually not over leveraged too much. So when I see a product that has a high TACOS, 
Yes, I do have opportunity to scale back on ads that could definitely be in consideration, especially if we're running really aggressive campaigns for market share or lifetime value. But the first thing that I kind of recommend is like, go to Amazon and think like a customer. Type in the top three to four keywords that your customers are probably typing in and then scroll down the page and see how far down the page you are. I mean, in search, it's incredibly saturated right now. You have a headline search ad, sponsored product placements, editorial recommendations, highly sponsored carousel, video and search ad. All of that is above like the first 50% of the page. So if you're slowly dropping in ranking, like how are customers finding your product? It's mm -hmm. probably a sponsored product ad unless you have a very, very strong external source coming in. So like, I know that knee jerk reaction is cut in PPC because like, that's the easiest asset. Like you can even, you can turn off all your PPC and save $10,000 in 24 hours. It's the easiest thing you can do, right? Is to stop your PPC. But I think it's probably one of the most dangerous things you can do long-term unless you have a solution because Again, if you're running your PPC very, very efficiently, it's probably the main source of traffic if you're not ranked well organically, which can cause things to definitely be convoluted when you're looking at your data. Yeah. And just for those that um, are, are unclear on it, you've mentioned uh, over leveraged on your PPC twice now. Can you just break that down what you mean? Yeah. So I see pretty frequently where people try to they just don't have good bid management understanding. So they're bidding really, really high on keywords that they're not converting well on. And they think it's a core keyword and they think that, you know, there's probably more to PPC than what there is, but in all honesty, it's not that complex. So take super greens, for example, if you're bidding on super greens and you want to be top of search, no matter what you bid $10, yeah, you're probably gonna maybe get top of search with a $10 bid, but if I go in there and see that I'm converting at a 5%, then I would say I'm over leveraged in that campaign and I need to fix the root problem, which is improving my conversion rate. Why are my customers not converting on my number one keyword? Mm -hmm. But people think that PPC is a quick fix solution, so they just wanna throw more money at it, assuming it's gonna fix their problem. And then that's where we see the over leverage. Now, if I went into that Super mm -hmm. Greens campaign and saw a 50% conversion rate, I would say yes, keep spending $10 on this yeah. keyword because your organic ranking is going to increase over time. It's just, it's an algorithm. It's looking at very mm -hmm. basic metrics there. Yeah. Which is why looking to connect it back to what you mentioned earlier, the brand metrics is so helpful because it can mm -hmm. help clue you in, in terms of like, how am I converting relative to my competition? Mm -hmm. um, Cause it is very different. Awesome. It's very mm -hmm. skewed across categories. Like in supplements, we see category average being like 45%. But in apparel or something that has an aesthetic that causes someone to convert, I mean, it can be 10 to 5%. So now that we have mm -hmm. that data, it's like the most exciting rollout, I think, in Amazon advertising. Yeah. The brand metrics, we've talked about it a few few times over the last few weeks. It's, it's, it's amazing. Like I'm using it, like if I'm like reviewing an account for the first time, I'm like checking into brand metrics to see how they stack up. Uh, anytime, like we do check-ins periodically where we like check into each other's accounts. Like I'm always looking there to see like, there's definitely some like really terrific, like health metric. It like baked, like once you connect all these dots, like, okay, conversion rate, like, uh, you know, median conversion rate, top conversion rate, um, and then like conversion rate in the PPC. Like once you start piecing all these things together, I think it, it gets really, really interesting that you can really develop like a, a health metric. Like, are we healthy? Yeah. And I, I think that's an interesting point too, looking at conversion rate, because I think a misconception that 
people sometimes have is like, okay, I want to get more aggressive on my PPC to rank more. It's like, okay, terrific, nice. So you get more aggressive. The goal isn't to just go spend a whole bunch more because I, you know, I don't have any hard data for this, but I actually think like sometimes people could do themselves a disservice by getting crazy aggressive on keywords that they actually have way below average conversion rates for, um, and they're almost like shooting themselves in the foot. Um, so when we talk about like getting more aggressive on PPC in order to grow, like activate the positive feedback loop and get more sales to get more sales into the future, uh, I definitely, you know, it's a phenomenal point. I love the concept and calling it like over leveraged where are we, are we like getting too aggressive on things that we're just like way behind on in terms of conversion rate? Uh, no, I completely agree. And I think I just thought of a good way to explain this possibly. So and it, mm-hmm. it's hard when you start Tell explaining us. numbers over a podcast, but like let's mm. say Amazon came out and said, in order to rank at the top four, you need to drive 10 orders a day and you need to convert at a 20% conversion rate for your number one keywords. The right Mm. thing would to do would be to take your top five keywords, bid really aggressively in exact match, place your bids at top of search, and then look at the data. Am I converting well at that number? Yes, bid more. Am I not? No. Now, the reason I said 10 orders from a volume perspective is because, like you said, another way to be over leveraged in ads is to increase your bids all across the board. So instead of being strategic and focusing on your top converting keywords, oftentimes people just jack up bids everywhere and you're 100% spot on. They're not looking at their conversion rate. So instead of getting that 10 orders a day on their top keywords, they're only getting one to two orders a day because they're spread thin across way too many and they don't have the full budget to invest in a ranking strategy. Like that's another big issue we see. Like when you're focused on your organic rank, you have to be very precise on those main keywords and you have to go all in on them. If not, then it's just going to take more time because you're not hitting that 10 orders a day to really increase your, you're doing three orders here, four orders here. So then finally you do get that maximum number, but it takes more time. For sure. And also, um, are you saying that people aren't driving in their cars right now? <laughs> have a pen and paper on the dashboard, writing do down math. these math. Yes, they're doing the math as as we go. Um, they're pulling up their listing on a laptop on the passenger seat. Um, anyway, drive safe, everyone. Um, <laughs> so one last concept um, in the cycle. So as you're looking at, you know, you're tracking total ACOS now. Uh, and I, I, we definitely have to mention this quick aside, any total ACOS you do per product is still going to be somewhat imperfect reason cool. being, you still can't get it perfectly for sponsored brand ads. So there's two ways to do it. You pick whatever you think is less bad. Um, the way that I personally like to do it is to take the three products that are in the sponsored brands and then divide up the campaign's data between all three of them. Imperfect for a number of reasons. One, one of those could be getting 90% of the traffic for the sponsored brand ad, and you might not know which one it is, and just dividing it up is a big mistake. Uh, However, the other option is also imperfect, which I think you prefer. What's the other option? I, I want to reiterate what you said real fast because I get questioned on this very, very frequently. 
It is not mm-hmm. possible with our current data set, March 3rd, 2022. Like, <laughs> you cannot do it. Does not give you attributed sales for sponsored brands. Like, it, and you know, sponsored brands is making up 20 to 30% of your sales. That's 20, mm-hmm. 30% discrepancy in data. Now, as Michael mentioned, yes. you can assume what that data is. And that was actually the strategy we primarily ran when we only did AMS campaigns, you know, three years ago, because it was a little bit easier when you only had landing pages. So when we were primarily Mm -hmm. relying on landing pages, we would have a minimum number of ASINs and we didn't have a lot of brands targeting top of funnel. So that's exactly what we did. Recently, we've somewhat shifted into just segmenting the data and focusing on sponsor products for TACOS. The reason being is, for example, if I have snowshoes and snow jacket, sometimes we'll bid on winter gear. And it's like, you cannot tell me someone's clicking on winter gear, what ASIN they selected and like anything top of funnel, anything mid funnel driving to a store page. They don't give you that data. So we typically break it out, sponsor products, TSOS and let them know, here's your performance on sponsor brands, but it's going to skew your data. Yes. So literally hear that, hear that again, dear listener, every, if you're using a tool that's telling you total ACOS, it is fudging the numbers somehow they're either adding to it or subtracting it somehow because it literally doesn't exist i mean think about it. if somebody clicks on a sponsored brand ad they could go to a page of many products how would you possibly know which one they reported well i mean technically they could tell us <laughs> like i'm sure <laughs> they, they could, could figure us. it out they have it right. somewhere <laughs> right but the concept i mean the, the the practical reason is if you think about what a sponsored product is it's like that's the sponsored product like they're clicking on one product whereas a sponsored brand the ad itself is not referred to as a product ad it's yeah. like a more of a like display addy type thing yeah. um so if you think of like a display ad you which can go anywhere oh man that's a tough one that's tough it's very frustrating to have imperfect uh, data it is. to work with it's also a hard conversation yeah. to have because a lot of people think i'm kind of fudging like in all honesty mm-hmm. it's kind of like well, so-and-so did it, or this tool did it. And then you yes. have to break down, like, yes. look, API, MWS, it's, you cannot mm-hmm. pull the data right now. I'm assuming we get it, but. Right. I've been on, between us, I've been on calls with people and, I was, and they were like, oh, look at my total ACOS over here. I was like, oh, how are you calculating it? They're like, oh, you know, this way. And I was like, oh, okay, what do you do for sponsored brands? They're like, what do you mean? What do I do for sponsored brands? Isn't it in there? I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. Um, so there's no way that you could do it perfectly. Anyway, we can go on and on. This is a good gripe. I like gripes, sharing gripes. It's a lot of fun. Kvetches. Um, moving on to the overall. So this plugs into total ACOS plugs into an overall, how much we are spending to acquire a sale. So talk to us a little bit about how you utilize that on like a basis to make campaigns grow. Like what is this cost per acquisition and how does it relate to total ACOS? Yeah. In practice. Fantastic question. Um, Amazon advertising in terms of sponsored products and sponsored brands is limited inventory. On If we're just considering the headline search ad and the top four placements on the page, everyone is bidding on those placements. So what happens when the market gets more competitive? People bid higher and it becomes much more pay to play. And if you ever dive into your impression share data, 
If you win that number one sponsor product placement all day, you typically win 90% of impression share. So that's a good insight into how much more top of search drives in terms of volume impressions than any other placement on the page. So when we're looking at ranking strategy, it's really important for us to drive that high amount of volume. But if CPCs across the board are getting incredibly, incredibly expensive, we have to start considering where should we spend our money? Should we spend $10 on this placement if we're converting 50%? Maybe. If we're converting 10%, we're going to hemorrhage some money. So it's having mm. that conversation and maybe we need to move our money elsewhere. I'm always going to be the biggest fan of Amazon because purchase intent is so incredibly high that anyone pushing, selecting PPC ads on Amazon have the intent to at least purchase the product until they see the listing. Then that's not on mm. me, but that's where cost per acquisition becomes really, really important because even though you may convert less driving external traffic, if it's that much cheaper, like we mentioned in the old mm. Google ad days, then maybe that's the opportunity you need to take a look at. Cause I mean, I am not going to lie on prime day. We've seen CPCs $40 and people have spent it <laughs> all day long. And that's because CPG and big retail, you know, all of those brands that have those budgets, they're looking for incremental impressions. They're not concerned mm. with like TACOS. <laughs> It's brutal. It's tough. It's tough. Um, one other concept that is new, like one system that's new for us, I know, uh, and this is relatively new, is we found that, uh, I mean, to be honest, we just found that our customers love total ACoS per product. Mm -hmm. So even though it's a little bit of an imperfect, I mean, it's not a little bit of an imperfect metric, it is an imperfect metric to track per product. A cool little system has like revealed itself to us, which is there's been some cool like downstream benefits to having some kind of total ACoS report per product. Number one, as you as a PPC -er, it helps let the person you're communicating mm -hmm. with like, hey, I'm also interested in profitability. Like we always are. But you know, sometimes whoever we're talking to can start to wonder like, Hey, you're talking about this keyword and that bid and this and that and the other thing, but like, what about my profitability? So like total a cost is sort of like the PPCers link into helping a client think about profitability. Yep. So that's been really cool to think about. Another thing that's been really cool to think about is it's helped us find any products we're not advertising. Mm -hmm. So if there's like a product with like a total a cost of zero, that means wait a second, yep. there's no ads on this thing. So like, that's been a really cool benefit of it. And also it helps us like the, the process of like finding a product that's maybe a little out of bounds on total a cost. And then like going in and seeing where that product is everywhere in the account and then being able to say, okay, well in this ad group, in this campaign, this product has like a 60% a cost. I need to go in there and make some a cost optimization. Which brings up my last little uh, thing here is like you have to take total ACoS and then you need to jump over this valley and then optimize based off ACoS yeah. because total ACoS is a product based metric, which is imperfect. Yeah. And then you are going into a campaign and you're optimizing on keywords, which you cannot apply a total ACoS to a keyword because that's a keyword based, you know, that's a 
you're t- trying to do a product metric to a keyword, which doesn't compute. So like there's this value that you have to cross over when you're doing this optimization. So I always say like total ACoS could be like a guideline that like you then go in and say, okay, maybe my ACoSs are too high for a product. Let me go in and find where it's high and then lower it. And then the last thing, I know I said the last one was the last thing. <laughs> the last thing too, is it can also empower the PPCers to sort of tell the client like, hey, this is clearly an organic issue because, you know, the ACoS is what it is and it's been stable and it's been good and we're appearing in good positions. If we were to go any more aggressive, we would be like hurting the total ACoS and then we'd be hurting profitability. So like the way to improve this product and scale this product is actually going to be through organic optimization. And I, so I think that like putting, like having the PPC be the PPC and using total ACoS as this like conduit to go back and forth between like paid and organic, uh, I found really fun. Uh, so I've been like having a lot of good conversations uh, about all this stuff. So it's been great to begin incorporating this into our reporting. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more and kind of circling back to what we said at the beginning of the call, this wasn't needed four to five years ago because you could have poor PPC in a poor converting listing and probably still do really, really well. You could gain reviews a lot quicker. You could get traction. Now, when everything is as competitive as it is, when the organic side matters as much as it does because you're competing against the number one brands and all of retail, that's why we've had to get better and start just diving into the data even more because every cent counts when you're paying that much for a click. So I, I think we're spot on on that. It's definitely looking at the full picture now rather than the segmented aspects that we're all co-managing. Yes. Uh, and I think it'll continue to evolve. When you started that sentence, I could have sworn you said 45 years ago when we started. <laughs> and I was thinking, wait a second. Um, but Destiny, thank you so much for coming back on the show. I think we've talked good and plenty about total ACoS. Who knows, maybe in another year from now, we'll be recircling on this topic uh, and then change continuing to evolve our thoughts. But thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course, everyone knows this, but they can find you uh, at Better AMS. Uh, you're very active on LinkedIn. Always enjoy your content there. Um, any parting words for Badger Nation? Nothing but thanks for having me on again and super excited to see what the industry brings this year. Awesome. Have a good one, Destiny. Thank you.